0: Good morning, and welcome to Uncle Paul's Jazz Closet. This is your host, Cindy McGurl. I'd like to thank my sponsor, the Camden Conference. If you have questions or comments, you can call the studio phone during music at 207-593-0013. And I'd like to get some practice answering the phone, because um, I could do some phone interviews live with some interesting jazz people if I have the confidence to do it. So help me build up my confidence. Give me a call today. Um, Today I'm gonna feature unreleased concert recording that was done on January 8th, 1977. And it is Paul's first trio with Charles Burkine on saxophone and David Isenson on bass and they played at the Creative Music Studio in Woodstock, New York. Um, I want to thank Vince Gabriel of Rockland for transferring the cassette tape to a CD so that I can play it for you. And I think a lot of people know Vince, and besides playing and writing music, he does lots of computer things. He's got a Facebook page, Vince Gabriel Blind Albert, if you want to get in touch with him to transfer any of your old stuff. And I'm also going to be featuring... The album that that trio recorded called Dance, that was recorded for ECM Records in 1977. And I have some incredible documentation that I'm going to read from. It really gives a lot of insight into the music and what was going on for Paul. Um, I've got rehearsal notebooks, tour records, date books, and Paul's autobiography, which I'm going to start with a reading from the autobiography. He calls the chapter the first trio. It was in 1976 when I began having rehearsals with bassist David Isenson and the saxophone player Charles Burkine. I chose David because of his arco playing and Charles because of his sound. I liked Charles playing and I thought David would be a major voice in the trio format. He had played with Ornette Coleman and the NBC Orchestra. We had played together before and were good friends. He had outstanding bass techniques and original and exceptional talent. Brackeen wasn't very well known, but I liked the album he made a few years earlier for ESP Records, playing his own compositions. To Charles and David, I said, I'm trying to think of the drums not as the percussion part of the trio, but as the harmonic part. In other words, as if I was the pianist, as if the drums were a piano. And I'm going to start off with uh, the song Victoria that Paul wrote. Um, So this is live, recorded at the Creative Music Studio in Woodstock, New York, in 1977. was Victoria, and that is a Paul Modian composition, and I believe those are the only two recorded versions of that song that I've heard. Um, the last was from Tribute. That was Paul's 1974 album for ECM Records, with Paul Modian on drums, Carlos Ward on alto saxophone, Charlie Hayden on bass, Sam Brown and Paul Metsky on guitars. And at the top of the set, we heard Victoria from a live recording at the Creative Music Studio in 1977. That's unreleased. It's uh, Paul Modian on drums, Charles Brackeen on saxophone, and David Isenson on bass. And um, I have some great photos of the three of them playing on the jazzcloset.blogspot page. If you haven't seen it, you should check it out. Um, I really love the bells and the bass on that version, it's really incredible. So next I'm going to read a little bit more from Paul's autobiography. We played mostly my music and some of Brackeen's songs and some Ornette Coleman pieces. One of my songs that we recorded for ECM was called Asia and David composed a poem and gave it to me. So this is a poem by David Isenson. Asia. Like the wind, music disappears in our brains until the breeze stirs the electricity of our memory to sing the past except for us. It is really now. And that was written September, Monday, noon in 1977. I think that they were still on tour in Europe at that time. So um, here's Asia from the recording dance. You are listening to Community Radio, WRFR, Rockland, Maine, 93.3 FM and streaming online at WRFR.org. This is Uncle Paul's Jazz Closet. And we just heard Asia from the CD Dance, which was put out on ECM Records in 1977, Paul Modian on drums, Charles Breckin on saxophone and David Isntzen on bass, and uh, they really have a distinctive sound, don't you think? And next I'm going to read, I don't know if this is how this is going to work, let me know if it's weird, but I have uh, Paul's notebook, and it's a record of how, you know, when he started the trio, all their rehearsals, um, what they rehearsed, what's, you know, notes and songs, and how to change them, what to do with them. So I'm just going to start reading um, I marked some pages that I think are interesting. Um, so I don't know, if it doesn't make sense, let me know, and I'll figure something out for next time. So on the first page, Paul wrote, Record, 1976. And then later he wrote in Book 1, um, and he's got this little drawing of a drum set, and then it says, Paul, Modi, and Trio. And the first page, uh, rehearsals. Brian Smith Bass, Charles Brekin Soprano and Tenor, Paul Modian Drums and Percussion, August 10, 1976. Pieces we rehearsed. Person, Sod House, War orf- Orphans, Victoria, and Dance. So that was their first rehearsal. And um, they go on. It looks like they record. they rehearse... Again, like every five or four or five days, August 15th, they play some different songs. Park Relieved, which I think I um, think that became Once Around the Park, but I'm not positive. Uh, song for Che, a Victoria, Lullaby, Person, Dance. Then on August 19th, he had a rehearsal just with Charles Burkeen. They rehearsed on August 23rd. Um, and then a couple more times... And then, finally... Oh wait, now I'm getting confused here. Well, I'm just going to keep paging through. Um, Here's some other notes. Person should be played in time. Park relieved. terrible, do-dum-do-dum bass, in reference to Brian Smith slow best try this more do i want to keep intro for victoria do not like time beginning on sod house worshipers eighths work good lullaby beautiful sissy lou as a sax drum duet um and then on well i'm not sure of the date here it just says so this is like very late august so they've been practicing not for that long just a couple of weeks a few weeks i cut brian smith loose after six rehearsals so i guess he didn't work out then the next page first rehearsal with charlie hayden charles burkeen and paul modian and songs to go over everything september six labor day um, and then september tenth charlie hayden did not show. Cancel Hayden. (laughs) I thought that was really funny. Um, Paul and Charlie were really good friends, and they remain good friends after that, so I'm not sure what happened there, but I guess Charlie was supposed to be the bass player for a short time. Um, And then on October 1st, we've got a rehearsal at David Isenson's, and Charles Burkeen's there too. Then it says, Postpone, Brakeen Moving, From Brooklyn to Henry Street, Manhattan. Um, and then there's Notes and Thoughts from Rehearsal Tape, October 9, 1976. Drums should be drums, be careful, more careful, do not speed up, listen more. Um, so Paul made he made tapes of this stuff, um, but he, did, he reco- ended up using the same tape over and over, recorded over it, so I don't have these for you. Side 2 worshipers in time medium play in time time is on top of a note 208 arrangements are sloppy and the drums should be played better but the music has its best potential so far since i started rehearsing a band the music is good victoria 8 minutes ending melody is a beep beep few drums should play more single note bells etc drums be more creative Victoria, drums can be played during opening melody, if creative. Play percussion during bass solo. Um, And then we've got another rehearsal at David Isenson's at 8 p.m. Um, So I'm going to read some more from this later. But next I'm going to get back to the music, and I'm going to play Lament. And this is from the uh, Creative Music Studio live recording Lament from Jack of Clubs, a Paul Modian composition, from the 1984 Soul Note release. Paul Modian on drums, Ed Schuler on bass, and Bill Frisell on guitar. And that I, I think that tune went on to become Introduction. I'm not. There's two separate pieces of sheet music um, for both songs, but I, I'm not sure how much the music is different. I forgot I was going to look at it and see, um, but. Before that, we heard the same song, Lament, from the live creative music studio in Woodstock, New York, the unreleased cassette I've been playing today. And that is Paul Modian on drums, Charles Brekeen on saxophone, and David Isenson on bass. And I didn't realize that Paul wrote that song um, so long before he you know, recorded it officially, and copy- he didn't copyright it until 1985. So um, the first trio was really working out the music, and it's a really beautiful song. And I think it's uh, much loved by jazz guitarists. And I'm going to read a little bit um, more from the, um, the Green Book with the rehearsals. Victoria, too slow, melody should move quicker, too many bells. Um, and then they go on and they they rehearse pretty steadily once a week um they play in Nyack, Nyack New York on October 27th 1976 um Paul wrote beautiful next to it first set lullaby mushy mushy I, I don't that i'm not sure i think Paul changed the title of that song but i'm not sure what it is uh, person, also another title I don't recognize, Dance. Second set, Gotta Get Some Sleep, Lament, Worshippers, Victoria. Sissy Lou, also another one I don't recognize. Um, and and then they, um, he dropped the song Gotta Get Some Sleep, October twenty seventh, 1976. He wrote Too Much Blues and Too Much Like Dewey. I think that's a Dewey Redmond tune. Um, and then, um, he wrote Lament, Six Minutes, Good Take, and... Trio Rehearsal at David Isinson's, Tuesday, 7 p.m., November 2nd. Go over mushy-mushy, Lament, New Material, Dance, Work on This Chart, If Time Allows. David should play arrangement. Routines should be the same. No bass solo, drum solo out, etc. We, trio, must work towards a sound, and I think it is in dance, Victoria, Lullaby, Sissy Lou, Lament, and not in Worshippers, Song for Che, Sleep, and Sodhouse. House. Um, and then he starts playing this song, Oracle, which is its kind of a mystery. Um, I, it's on the creative music tape, um, but I don't know if Paul wrote it. I think he did. I've played it for a couple of musicians, and they think it sounds like him. But it's possible that it's a Charles Breckin tune, or maybe even a David Isenson tune, um, or somebody else. But I'm going to play that. It's a little bit long for me to play now, but I'll play that at the top of the hour for the next set. Um, And then on the last page of this green book, it says, An original music and an original concept. Next rehearsal, January 4, concert, January 8, Saturday, Woodstock, Creative Music Studio. And then he's got these sort of little pyramid lines, and it says Oracle... Persian, Spain, Triste, prelude, dance, waltz, abacus. Um, so I'm gonna, now I'm going to play Calypso, and uh, this might be one of those songs that the t- he changed the title to that he mentions. Um, and this is put out in 1977 on ECM Records. And I forgot to put it in the CD player, but now I am. And it's Paul Modian on drums, Charles Berkine on saxophone, and David Isenson on bass. And here we go. Welcome back to Uncle Paul's Jazz Closet with your host, Cindy McGurl. I'm now going to play Oracle. This is sort of a mystery song. It's uh, really nice, and it's from the live recording Creative mu- Music Studio in Woodstock, New York. Um, if you recognize the tune and you know who the composer is, um, let me know, because I'd really like to note um, who it is. So here's Oracle. That was Oracle, uh, composer unknown, likely to be Paul, but I'm not totally positive, from the 1977 Creative, creative Music Studio uh, recording that I'm playing for you today. It's an unreleased cassette tape that um, was in Paul's collection. And... Um, Next, I'm going to read a little bit more from Paul's autobiography. Paul was pretty excited about having his own trio. Um, Our gig at Michigan State was part of their showcase jazz presentation. Both Charles and David were outstanding. I thought I made the right choices. I picked the right people for the trio. Quote More underground than the underground. Now I was a band leader. I was 45 years old, starting a new career. Having my own band to play my music was exciting. I felt the freedom to experiment. I was free to do whatever I wanted. It would be my music. It would even make me a better drummer. The only music writing I had done before was for Stan Vanderbreek's Two Short Films and Peter Watkins' movie Punishment Park. And those were very different projects, different music, different than writing for a jazz trio. David was a trip. I asked him once, what do you think about film music? How would you go about writing music for film? Just turn on the radio and look out the window, he said. So I, I found this a little bit odd that Paul said the only music writing he had done before. Um, because, you know, before this trio got together, he had recorded um, By a Blue with Keith Jarrett, um, most of the music on that album he wrote, um, Conception Vessel, and also Tribute. Um, but I think those were really studio, um, albums and they didn't tour or anything. So the difference here is that, you know, they were practicing and touring and Paul was the leader and they were working on his music only. Um, well, and a few other people played music that they played though. So, but that's what he wrote. So that's what I read. So I can't totally understand it. Maybe you can. But next I'm going to play Prelude, and this is also from the Woodstock New York concert. (laughs)
1: I'm <laughs> sorry.
0: listening to Uncle Paul's Jazz Closet, the music of Paul Modian, on WRFR Community Radio, Rockland, Maine, 93.3 FM, and streaming online at wrfr.org. And the show is also available as a podcast. Um, If you go to jazzcloset.blogspot.com, you can get a link to the podcast from there. Um, we just heard, uh, the to- at the top of the set, Prelude, a Palmodian composition from the unreleased Creative Music Studio Concert in Woodstock, New York in 1977. And that is Paul Palmodian on drums, Charles Barkin on saxophone, and David Isenson on bass. And then next we heard the recording of the same tune, um, the LP they did for ECM Records, called Dance, and they recorded that um, in the fall of 1977. And then, lastly, I played Prelude to Narcissus um, from the 2006 ECM uh, record Garden of Eden. And that song is its kind of a, a take of Prelude. Um, they t- Paul changed it quite a bit and he renamed it, but it's got a lot of similarities to it. I think they used it as a bass um, for the you know prelude as a bass for that song and that is Chris Cheek and Tony Malaby on saxophones Steve Cardanis, Ben Monder and Jakob Bro on guitars Jerome Harris on bass and Paul Modian on drums I'm going to read a little bit more from um, book two of Paul's books about the early trio and this one is 1977 um, so on January 4th, they had a rehearsal at David Isenson's, and um, they recorded. They rehearsed Prelude, Oracle, Trieste, Victoria, Lament, Yala, Mushy Mushy, and Dance. And then on January 8th, they did the concert that I've been playing from. I thought you might be interested to know how much they got paid. Uh, Paul was very meticulous about keeping track of everything. Monies received... One hundred dollars cash, three hundred dollars check, fifty dollars check for expenses, four fifty total. Tolls five dollars and ninety cents. Used three quarters of a tank of gas. Mileage approximately two hundred. Um, and it looks like they took David Isenson's car, and um, so he got a little more money than Charles Burkine. So David got a hundred and fifty dollars. Charles got a hundred and twenty-five. And that left 175 for Paul, which I, I think was unusual for him to get a little bit more money than the other players. Um, and some of these recordings, he ends up with less. And in you know, in later times, he always split the money equally. Like when he played at the Village Vanguard, he made exactly the same as everybody else in the band. Um, so um, I, he goes on to say, Program we played at Creative Music Studio. First set. Prelude, Oracle, Victoria, Yala, and Lament. And then it says, I have a poorly recorded cassette tape of this first set. And I, I th- I'm pretty sure that's what I've been playing. I don't, I don't think it's that poorly recorded. It's not perfect, but it's pretty good. Uh, the second set was Mushy Mushy, treased, Lullaby, and Dance. And he wrote no tape of this set uh... that's too bad and we go on on friday night january twenty eighth. they played at the office in nyack and paul wrote the growth potential of this trio is really incredible uh, then he also wrote it will take time um, here's uh, some more notes about music Try not to play mushy-mushy anymore. <laughs> I, I'm too bad there a recording of that. What a, a silly title. Uh, to be Bobby, and besides, it's Dewey's tune and fits his band better. Oh, I see. It was Dewey's tune, so it wasn't one of Paul's. Also, try at next rehearsal or gig Oracle without time or let it flow itself, maybe sometime. Um And he goes on, and I think, you know, as leader, he had a few little problems. Uh, he wrote here once, big shakeup with Isenson. He wants too much money and has become an all-around drag. I'm feeling like I want to call Dave Holland. Um, but that changes, and I, I think, you know, they obviously had an argument or some words about stuff. Um, and here's another one. Received $300 from ECM Polydor towards Axis and Soho Gig. Gig pays $150. $125 for Isenson, $125 for Brackeen. Local 802 union representative, Norman Posner. Union will bill me for $1.80 work dues. (laughs) I have no idea why. That's kind of strange. And... So they did go on a European tour, and then that's on that tour in um, in September 1st and 2nd they recorded dance for ECM Records, and um, I've got some notes on that. Recorded waltz chant, which um, he changed the title to waltz song in Asia for ECM on the September 1st, and Prelude, Calypso, Dance, Lullaby on September 2nd. And they did a concert in Alessio, Italy on September 3rd, and one in, uh, Basel, they did the same set. This concert was okay, but I liked Alessio music better. I paid Isntzen and Brackeen $3,400 each for the tour and recording, end of September 1977. Copyright and publish all material played and recorded during European tour. And then later he writes in, done. So I don't, I don't know if that stuff's interesting to people. If it is, let me know and I'll read more of it. If it's not interesting, let me know and I'll play more music. So next I'm going to play the song Dance. And this is from the CD dance. Uh, Russ Lossing on piano and the Palmodian Tune Dance from his CD, Drum Music, which was put out in 2011 on Sunnyside Records. And Russ was a friend and played with Paul, and he put this um, CD out. It's all Paul's music, and it's all Russ uh, playing it on solo piano. It's, it's a really nice CD. Um, you should check it out. And then before that, we heard the tune Dance from the the album Dance, the 1977 ECM recording that I've been featuring today. Um, a lot of these early songs um, that they played that Paul wrote haven't really been recorded that much by other musicians. Um, I'm not sure why, um, but a, a lot of his later music was, so some of them have, I guess. But. I'm going to read again from Paul's autobiography, and this is about the European tour that the trio was on in 1977. The tour went well. I was very happy with the music. I loved Brackeen's playing. He had the most gorgeous round sound on soprano saxophone and an original deep sound on tenor. He interpreted my music beautifully. In New York, Charles Brackeen made money on the street He had a bunch of small toy monkeys made out of metal and tin and he sewed colorful costumes onto them. He then put nails in the palms of the monkeys' hands for louder sounds, remade the wind-up, put batteries in them, and as the monkeys kept time and circled around him in the street, Charles played the music on his soprano saxophone. Um, And I heard that during this tour, that um, he also did this all over Europe, He would usually be found in Midtown on some street corner plying his trade. A great act, funny. Sometimes he made a few hundred dollars. I thought he should have been on television. He told me about one time when someone ran off with the tin can of money that was sitting in the street in front of him. It was a drag. Charles chased the guy but never caught him. Charles finally left New York. The ending came one night when he was in the subway station in Midtown waiting for the train to go home. A couple of uniformed police beat him up, almost cracked his head open. Only because he was black, looked suspicious, and was carrying his saxophone in a black case, which to the police looked like a weapon. That was the last straw. Charles moved to California. Um, Now I'm going to take us to the top of the hour with the last song from the Creative Music um, studio concert that I have recorded, and that's Yala. And I'll be back uh, next week, and thanks for listening.